Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. We're live. <laughs> Hello and welcome. As you can see, um, I've improved this week's Tuesday tune-in. Um, so recently, we've been doing a lot of like bringing in props, bringing in sets, and then we thought to myself, how can we make it like that extra bit better? So we've removed Andy from the equation and brought in Jody, who's going to be talking about an upcoming trip that she's got planned um, for Kilimanjaro. Um, so yeah, welcome to today's live all about trip prep. Um, who's going to be first on the comments? Anthony Christian. Um, how's it going, my friend? Richard Johnston. He's never doing anything but on our lives. He loves it um anyone else um yeah feel free to drop a message in the comments and uh jimbo blues he's a regular I think all these are going to be yeah. new to you aren't they I've seen them actually no yeah that's yeah i keep forgetting that although you're not like here you're often there i am yeah yeah usually the other side yeah awesome right at the start of the show as well we'll mention that we do have our competition um our kilimanjaro competition launch so um uh, one of the guys who, who's we all done with? Vicky? Uh, Vicky's on today, Vicky's yeah. on the phones today. So yeah, Vic, if you can drop a link in the comments um and get yourself entered. Um yeah. Trip to Kitty, which is the trip that I'll be doing in October as well. That's a good point. Yeah. So if they win, they could jump on your trip. They could. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it's you and Zachariah are That's going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, welcome Jerome, welcome Pratesh, welcome Stuart, welcome Bri. Yeah, Andy um, has got a prior arrangement today, so he's heading out of the office for a little bit. Um, yeah, where should we start then, Joe? Where do you want to start? You're the expert here. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> we don't want to start spreading. Sophie Hurst, welcome to the live. I don't think we've had you on the live for a little while, have we? Sophie, where have you been? She just travels a lot. Hang on, what is going on here? <laughs> it's Dave Louder. <laughs> Can we not hear Jody at all? Yeah, we've actually got a producer now as well, um, also known as Zach the Singing Yeti. Um, but yeah, awesome. So trip prep, Jode. Mm -hmm. So let's start at the very beginning then. So this is your first time. Yep, first time at altitude. First time at altitude. What's the highest you've ever been before? Pedavan. <laughs> Probably something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this is. First time in altitude, Kilimanjaro. Yeah. So why, I guess, why why did you pick Kili then? Because you could have gone on any single trip, mm. any, like, you could have gone to EBC. What, like, drew you to Kilimanjaro? What what was, like, the thought process? It's one of the big ones, isn't it? It's one of the main 
um, sort of summit and the summit part of it, I think, really drew me to it as well. Um, you know, it's like that sort of destination thing. Um, but yeah, um, I've heard, well, we get loads of feedback as well, especially by the guides, actually. I'm really looking forward to like meeting the guides up here. Yeah. We get loads of positive feedback about the guides and like how fun it is. Um, yeah during and after the track when you have your little drinks and dance as well yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah awesome so jerome is saying to get closer to the mic oh. but I, I think what i'm going to do is move the mic closer to you <laughs> can everyone hear me hopefully they can hear you now and <laughs> I, they don't need to hear me i say the same rubbish every week um awesome yeah so that that is interesting because that's one of the things i was talking to jen about it as well previously mm -hmm. why she chose to and there is that sort of mindset between two different people that sometimes people want to do a journey mm -hmm. and sometimes people want to reach a goal. Yeah. And sometimes like every space camp can be the goal, but every space camp is really an excuse to trek in the Himalaya for 11 days. Yeah. It's not as profound as reaching the summit of a mountain. Yeah. Jen's the same as you. She, she wants to reach a summit, wants yeah, a clear yeah. set goal. Yeah. I think it would work really well for you. You do lots of running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every marathon's a good one. No, only two. Only two marathons, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I've run one. Yeah? In two halves. <laughs> I did two halves, two weeks I'm apart. I'm you kept that quiet. Nobody ever keeps quiet about running a marathon. No, no, no. You, <laughs> have, you have to tell as many people as you can. Yeah, yeah no, I won. What I ran a half, and then there was quite a gap. Mm. Then I ran a second half. Yeah. But overall... Still impressive. Overall, still a marathon. Yeah. Awesome. So when you... When you uh, so I'm... I'm potentially climbing Canada's highest mountain in 2025. Awesome. Lee, what's the name of that mountain, mate? I can't pull it from the back of my mind, but um, yeah, let us know. Um, yeah, so you decided you were going to do Killy. Once you've decided that, what was the first thing you think you thought about that like, you want to prepare for? What was the biggest sort of, ah, I want to make sure I'm good for this? Or was it the altitude? Was it like just the climbing for seven days? Or um, To be honest, um. I do quite a lot of training, um, so I wasn't too worried about sort of fitness-wise because I know I can just step that up when I need to if I'm sort of preparing for, us for something. Um, but kit and things like that, I yeah. was a bit more worried about. Um, because it's my first time at Altitude, not sure sort of what to exactly to expect. Yeah. Um, I think that was the main sort of worry. Um, and to be honest, I we booked, well, we, me and Zach talked about this a little while ago, and then it's just come around so quick. It's only four months away now. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise until the other day, and I was like, oh, I should actually start yeah. <laughs> for this. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah, no, kit is a big one. I think it's probably my biggest concern the first time I ever did a trip mm -hmm. was, because I tend to be preoccupied with like the equipment and things like yeah. that, because I find it fun to buy. So I'm a little bit like, what do I need? what do i not want to forget that's mm -hmm. gonna like massively let me down yeah. what's amazing though is the first time i ever did ebc i didn't even bring a duffel bag i put it all into a 70 liter rucksack and like didn't want for anything <laughs> now i've got 120 liter duffel and i'm still thinking god i wish i could bring this so actually it's fine um what yeah. do you what do you think about the like the so one of the biggest things that so before i did Killy for the first time mm -hmm. See, I think I was all right with Kit, but then I'd done a few trips before. Yeah, yeah. For me, the biggest one was the altitude profile of the mountain is quite is quite hardcore in some days. Yeah. Um, and then also the night hiking. Yeah. Which I've done before, but 
what you think about that. I, I try not to talk about it too much <laughs> because, because I know some people on here, like Jerome, he's done Killy. Um, a few other guys I've watched have done Killy, and it's one of those where the it's all about summit night. Yeah, and I've I've heard the horror stories about it. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I I like a challenge. So um, we we've actually spoken about this um, with um, me and Zach. I think you might join us as well. We we're talking about maybe doing a night hike as well in prep. Yeah, I've got my head torch. That is one piece of kit. I have, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, um, I'm not too worried about it. I'm an early person. I know it's super super early. Um, so but, early, it's almost late. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best attitude to go into it. I genuinely believe when it comes to stuff like that, aside from doing a few night hikes, unless you're going to really put yourself off, yeah, it's best to go into it with a degree of ignorance is bliss. Yeah. You've got to be positive as well, haven't you? Because if yeah. you go into it thinking, oh, I'm never going to do this or it's going to be too difficult, then it's just you're setting yourself up for failure as well. Yeah. I do think a night hike is a really good idea, though. Yeah, we'll definitely get that booked in. It'll, um, it really does help to kind of just adjust the mind because it is very different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people think it's amazing. Other times people can think it's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. When you wake up super late and you're walking with just the cone of your head torch in front of you. So you don't have like, it's strange in your mind. You can feel some people feel almost like claustrophobic by the night because mm -hmm. you can't see your surrounding peaks. Yeah. You can't see very far in front of you or behind you. So it all feels a little bit more intense. Yeah, I've got a lot of sort of um, what's the word? faith in the guides as well, obviously, yeah, with yeah. that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so, and I, I would like to have a little go. I have never used a head torch. I've never had felt the need to use one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, have a little go of that. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get that booked in. And Trekking poles? That is something that I was going to speak to you about, actually, whether you would recommend it or not. It's not something I've used again. Yeah. Never needed it for Penavan. No. But, um, but yeah, maybe. I 100% recommend them. Yeah. This is one of the big parts about sort of trip preparation, one of the mm -hmm. ways that I always kind of prepare. So round about now, yeah. if I were you, I would make a list. And I've got one on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> of everything that you're going to need, Yeah. including stuff that you might not bring. Yeah. So my yeah. list, generally, I'll start like four or five months before. Mm -hmm. And I do this every single trip, so I don't actually... Um, uh, Andrew's just asked, where's the main man? And he's, he's sat right here, weird. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I make a list of everything, even stuff I don't need. Like, it's 100%, 105% even, like, comprehensively, just sort of everything. Mm -hmm. And then I'll kind of whittle that down to sort of the most important points and and then kind of stuff that's kind of like you may need or you may not need yeah. and then right at the very bottom i'll put like you know blow up pillow and stuff like that yeah because i forget that every single time and yeah. i always make do with just a rucksack and a fleece over it or something um but it does make you know sleep although for some people like it's really important and it's really important for everybody but for some people when they're on a trip if they don't get a good night's sleep they can't function very well yeah i think i'm relatively adjusted now to function to walking when i'm tired yeah okay. but yeah, things like sleeping, like nice sleeping bag, pillows. I did see about earplugs as well. Is that uh... absolutely crucial? <laughs> yeah. If you're sharing a tent with a snorer on Killy, it can be an absolute yeah. game changer. But poles, yeah, getting back to poles, super important actually in terms of um, 
just making sure that you're you're giving your body like every little thing you can mm -hmm. to be able to you know do the trip as comfortably as you can so the biggest thing that you'll need poles for in my opinion is not necessarily the up climbs although they are really really important it's more the down yeah particularly the last day of Killy. yeah so as you're coming down from the summit um and then sorry and then the very then the next day which you go down to the gate mm -hmm. is so slippery and crazy um like so putting the poles down extending them a little bit longer and using them out in front of you just stop slipping yeah because the last thing you want to do on the way down from Killy is, is like slip twist the knee twist an ankle and then before you know it then it's just an absolute sort of nightmarishly difficult yeah. task to get down i guess anything that sort of saves your knees a bit as well if you you know um if you can help yourself in any way like that it's definitely worth doing i've obviously just come back from injury as well yeah so i know how important it is to to make sure that you, you know, yeah it. no 100 percent. especially you got like if you've got a dodgy knee yeah. in any respect the poles to help yeah there's all sorts of different stats and stuff like that but i think that they mainly take was it 20 to 30 percent of the pressure off your knees yeah, going I downhill yeah. uphill i don't really think they make much of a difference to my knees um but they do help by taking some pressure off your muscles mm -hmm. um because you get your arms involved in the actual process yeah. of climbing yeah so you'll be like as your right leg goes forward your left pole goes forward so you're kind of oscillating like that Mm -hmm. and you can really like dig them in and like pull with your arms yeah you're not trying to pull your whole body weight up you don't have to really consciously pull yeah but just that action kind of like saves you know you might not feel it on it if you did one hill and it wouldn't take you very long you get at the top and you wonder what the difference is mm -hmm. but over a course of like eight days yeah yeah where you're climbing a lot every day it really does make little differences yeah um and obviously everything on Killy is built into one summit right so we want to make sure you're as fresh as possible um let's have a look so we got andrea hey andrea hey tina um tina said she's been anti-poles but they have saved her twice when she's been exhausted yeah 100 you you'll see a lot of people at high altitude like resting on their poles yeah so they'll get to a point and they'll almost like lean on them and um yeah and when you're it's oh God, i think about what tina said then when you're really tired and you're going downhill and you have to hold yourself up without poles it can be just horrendous. yeah yeah horrendous. i'll definitely be added to my list 100 any of the other kit questions that you've been thinking about um i think jerome i think maybe last week spoke about ponchos as well i was like yeah do i do i don't know do i just get waterproof so i get a poncho or... i think on kilimanjaro ponchos are very popular mm -hmm. um you don't see them as much on other trips mm -hmm. maybe in south america they're a bit more popular again yeah but in nepal um Tupacar, you don't really see them yeah i think the reason why they're so popular on kilimanjaro and you'll see lots of porters and guides wearing them yeah one um they just you can get like big ones that kind of go over the rucksack as yeah. well and you can put them on very quickly and take them off quickly yeah and the second is because of the unique weather on kilimanjaro it's quite warm when you're uh <laughs> dave river did love a good pole you've got to be <laughs> careful when you like catch these comments from dave because they'll like throw you off i think he does <laughs> but um yeah so killy because it's quite warm it's particularly in the lower altitudes and then you've got this microclimate where it just suddenly starts raining yeah. it's annoying if you've got to carry like your trousers and a waterproof jacket and stop and put them on yeah and then walk for an hour and then stop and take them off again mm -hmm. also you can get quite warm because it's not cold yeah 
um, at least not in the lower altitude, where it's more likely to rain. So literally having one of those ponchos just stuffed in the side of your bag, oh, bit of rain, whip it out, put it on. Yeah, so, definitely have a look at that. Yeah, 100%. I do think getting the reusable ones are a lot better as well. Yeah. Um, if you used ones like those, you buy them for like £2.50. Like you were having the theme park. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're designed for like to get you through like a little shower. Yeah, yeah. They're not really designed for hiking in for any great distance. Yeah. I tried one out as a little experiment on the Glencoe Challenge when I knew it was going to rain. Yeah. Uh, it was rubbish. No, not good. Absolutely pants. Um, yeah. Oh, another one. We're going to get lots of things. By the way, if any of you guys have any questions or if you want to share your experiences and any things that you think is like like super valuable um, for Jody's prep on Kilimanjaro, then drop them in and we'll see what comes up. Um, Will has said hot water bottle is a great idea to take if you have the space. Mm -hmm. What do you reckon you reckon you bring a hot water bottle? I probably will, yeah. <laughs> you reckon? So what you can do, you can bring like a Nalgene bottle. Mm -hmm. And, oh, yeah, um, seen, seen yeah. These, yeah, and you can put like um, you know, you can put hot water in those and then keep them. Yeah, they do get like they're not as insulated as the normal one, so you don't want to put it directly against yeah, your skin. Yeah. But um, I certainly know some people that like um, get one of those and then they'll put it in their sleeping bag mm -hmm. um, before they go to bed and then yeah, they go so there like an hour or two later and it's nice and warm. Yeah, honestly, I can't handle it. No, that's no, too hard. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not needed. Not needed. No. Um, yeah, Jerome's again at spend the spend the cash on a decent poncho lifesaver. Um, yeah, I think the weather is tricky on Killy because you go through about four or five different like climate zones. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning, it's almost like a jungle, and then you'll get to like scrubland, and then it's almost like a desert. Yeah, and then it's like the North Pole <laughs> when you get on top. Um, and on the way down, you pretty much get all of that within about 24 hours. Yeah, because you're more than one goal, yeah. yeah. So um, another thing I was thinking that you might be able to share as well about trip prep, because one of the biggest questions we get about trip prep is about fitness and things mm -hmm. like that. I think you're already fit enough, but that doesn't mean that you, because you, you, you've started running. How long have you been running for now? Um, probably around four, five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and what were you like before you started running? Absolutely yeah so what what do you reckon what tips do you reckon you can share fitness wise for people that say they want to do killy mm -hmm. but they're where you were perhaps four or five years ago um and you've just recently run a marathon so if you want to get from sort of couch to your fitness level in, in preparation for a trip what sort of tips and things do you think would be good um well first of all it's finding something you enjoy um uh, even if you know going out for hikes on the mountains, um, gym, swimming, anything really, whatever you enjoy, um, and then just trying to stick at that a couple of times a week, you can mix it up as well. I like to go to the gym, swim, and run in, so yeah, um, I think it is quite good actually to mix it up, um, especially injury wise. Um, if you're doing too much of the same thing, you're sort of more prone to injuries as well, yeah, um, but yeah, um. It's, it's just about sort of finding what you enjoy and then trying to stick to some sort of routine with it. Um, with what got me interested in the running club was the group aspect. I, I've joined a running club. So um, I went done like a sort of couch to 5K yeah. thing first and then went on to the main group. And then we've done like all sorts of races together. It's a really nice sort of group yeah. environment. 
I've made loads of, you know, amazing friends there. So that's really helped then as well. So I know they do sort of walking clubs or all sorts of different things yeah. as well. And they like groups and the gym and... See, that's, that's really good because this is why I think it's good to get other people on and share because I've never trained anything like that that way. Mm-hmm. I think I've always chosen a miserable way. <laughs> but it because I've never really engaged in any type of training in like that's turned into a social aspect that I look forward to every yeah. week. Training for me has always been laborious. Yeah. It's always been something that I've had to force myself to do. Because you have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. No. I might join a running club. You should. I can't. My <laughs> knee will burst. But it is amazing. Like, I think that is a really good way of looking at it, which is, yeah, if you build it into a routine, yeah. and even if you don't overly enjoy the activity, you can get enjoyment out of it by joining, by Definitely. making it like a social thing. Yeah. That's fascinating, yeah. Isn't it weird? Like, I never thought about that, actually, because I, I know there's loads. Like, there's a picture of your dog by you. <laughs> is that on screen as well? Yeah, I think if you've got Jodie, we've got Bertha as well. Yeah. Well, she, she comes out rude me. She would say her name's Poppy. It is, it is Poppy. But it was Bertha. Mm-hmm. Where did you get her from again? She's a little rescue from Bosnia. From Bosnia. Mm-hmm. So she's come from like wall torn Bosnia mm-hmm. to the Ronda. Yeah. Does she know it's a big difference? Three. Yeah, awesome. So having a quick look here. So Stefan has said. Um, Let's see if I win. If I don't want to be the first deaf person on Kili. Why is Stephanie you deaf? Have we got subtitles on here? Yeah, you did mention. Oh, we did mention it. I was going to say, like, how how would you know? Um, but yeah, I think one of the good things um, about Facebook is it does that. But I have heard that some of the um, some of the uh, subtitles can be a bit weird. Yeah, sometimes yeah. the odd word can come up across differently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what I can do. So yeah, sometimes you know what I've never seen. I've never seen a duck clucking on any of my trips or anything like that. Uh, I don't think ducks cluck, do they? It would be a chicken that clucks, but I've never seen a chicken clucking around all the time. Do you that's going to say anything on those subtitles? No, I think it's perfect. Do you reckon it's going to work? Yeah. Subtitles not working. I'll try lip reading. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to look at the screen there. I wonder what he thought I was saying then. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting with, the, with regards to the fitness thing. So, like, I really like that idea you said about trying multi sports as well yeah. and multi, like so don't just run but mix it up maybe running cycling yeah. swimming i suppose i, I was going to say i don't really do that but then a, a couple of times i, I think i do because i do mainly cycling mm-hmm. and hiking which are perhaps the only two things that i do mm-hmm. um cycling mountain biking does cause me a lot of injuries though, to be fair. Mm-hmm. so i think it's important to mix it up with the hiking yeah. but yeah um <laughs> pheasant plucker nice Eric from Seattle, how's it going, Eric? Amazing, actually. Eric, uh, uh, Seattle, little fact there that um, Newport, where I'm from, is known as like UK Seattle is it? because we had a grunge music scene in sort of the 80s and 90s. Oh, right. Yeah, and uh, there is a rumor going around that Kurt Cobain proposed to. Um, yeah. In in uh, in um, a bar in Newport. So look that up. Romantic. Yeah, if you yeah. Google Kurt Cobain Newport, I'm pretty sure you'll see something <laughs> about TJs. Anyway, back to it. Um, yeah, so we've covered fitness, we've covered equipment and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any other like concerns or worries? You asked me about something earlier, didn't you, which was about um, vaccinations and oh, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> something I should really have top of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think, again, me and Zach are going to have a little look into that as well. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Obviously, the malaria and um, tablets. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think it's highly recommended then the others, isn't it? I think it's hepatitis A. Yeah. Few others. So um, I think we're going to just go and speak to Nomad Clinic. Yeah. And just see what the recommendations are. I'd probably get as much as they sort of highly recommend because yeah. I want to be as safe as possible. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I often do that. So when I've gone there, I've pretty much got every vaccination mm -hmm. only because I just want to relax yeah. and not worry about certain things. So for me, it's like peace of mind, even if it does cost me like an extra 50 pound or yeah. whatever to get a couple more injections, yeah. I'd be more inclined to do it. Um, one of the things the guys have mentioned there as well, I can see uh, Natalie McGregor asking about it as well. Um, she's doing Killy in three weeks. Would you advise to get anything to sleep on? What's the best? So this is a really important one, which is I actually highly recommend if you're doing Kilimanjaro to get an inflatable sleeping mat. Um, we do provide um, mats for you to sleep on, which are quite thin and quite firm. So certainly better than nothing, but after eight days, you're gonna get like sore hips and stuff like that. So bringing an inflatable one, again, just makes sleep come a little bit, a little bit easier. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a mega expensive one. I bought a Thermarest one, which is a mega expensive one. They're about 180 pounds or something like that. Um, but that's because I use it a lot. Yeah. And I use it a lot in like cold environments. So I wanted yeah. to get it. But if you don't, if you haven't used one in the last few years and you're doing Killy and you don't think you'll be using it again for a while afterwards, just get the lightest one you can kind of afford. You know, you don't, some of them are like, like this big. Yeah, you know, yeah. you just want one that packs down quite light. Yeah. Um, another little top tip I really think is important is getting a pump for it. I didn't have a pump for mine. <laughs> so having to blow it up manually right. using lung power, it gets increasingly harder the higher you get. I can't imagine, yeah. yeah. So when you get around 5,000 meters, blowing that bad boy up takes, uh, yeah. it takes you know quite a few breaths and a little bit more than I wanted to kind of do. Um, Stuart Taylor says he went to Nomad Clinic last week in London. Um, so helpful um, when picking up Malarone, Diamox, wealth of knowledge. I think that is really important, what we were talking about earlier, yeah. is you can go to your GP to get these vaccinations, yeah. but your GP is not going to be, or is unlikely to be an expert in sort of high altitude trekking and climbing. So things like Diamox, they may even have to look up, and they'll, on there it'll just say what it's made for, which is not climbing. Yeah. Um, so I've known a few people say that their doctors are actually reluctant to prescribe it to them. Mm -hmm. When you go to Nomad, you are speaking to people that know about high altitude, yeah, they yeah. know about Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro, a lot of them have actually done it. Mm -hmm. So in terms of providing Diamox, no issues at all, that's giving you straight away. Yeah. Um, with the anti-malarials as well, you do get a couple of choices. One of them is, um, I think it's called doxycycline, mm -hmm. an antibiotic. I tried that one and I've tried Malarone. I personally think Malarone is much better. Yeah. Um, the doxycycline, it is an antibiotic and I don't like, I think they say you shouldn't take them unless you need it. But also you've got to take it for a week before you go. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and sometime after as well, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. Malarone is a week after you. Mm -hmm. So I think two or three days before you go, double check this with Nomad, this is from my memory. The whole time you're there and then a week after you come mm -hmm. back, where if you take doxycycline, you have to take for a month after you get yeah. back, which is a long time to be taken antibiotics. Yeah, and it also says that you need to try and stay out of direct sunlight. Mm, interesting. In Africa. 
when it's like 35 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll like um, apparently you just get more. You just I don't know what it does to your skin, but maybe it just absorbs more UV, so you kind of you get sunburned a lot easier. Maybe a nurse could, a doctor could tell me like why, how an antibiotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask them and get back to us and let us know. <laughs> awesome. Um, Diamox is something that I've been thinking about as well. Actually. Yeah. Because I, I know I said I wasn't too worried about other things, but the altitude, obviously never been at altitude. I not sort of, although I do a lot of running and things, I'm not taking it lightly that I can just easy, yeah. easily go up. Um, so yeah, it'll definitely be something I'll take with me, whether I'll just wait to see how I am. Um, it depends on how I'm. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the question a lot of people yeah. have about Diamox, and it is a kind of a personal one, mm -hmm. which is, do you take it before you go or right at the start yeah. and take it for the whole trip, or do you not take it, and then if you start to feel unwell, then take it? Mm -hmm. So I've always done it the second way, mm -hmm. um, only because I didn't want to take anything that I didn't need to take. Yeah. So I kind of treated like paracetamol or ibuprofen, which yeah. is that if I have a headache, or I start to feel unwell, I'll take one. Mm -hmm. um, but if I, you know, and the same with Diamox. And I took Diamox on Philly. Yeah. Never needed it on EBC. Four trips to EBC, two trips to Tupacal, never used it once. Mm -hmm. And then when I was on Kilimanjaro, I got to Lava Tower. Yeah. And I started feeling a bit woozy and a bit unwell. Mm -hmm. And I think in retrospect, I probably could have just carried on. Yeah. You know, that's one thing is that just because I felt like I had a headache and the altitude was getting to me, I didn't really feel like terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, for me, it's like these trips are personally like very important. Yeah. So I just thought like, why wouldn't I just try it and then ensure that I don't have a problem. Yeah, right. So that's what I did. The important thing is that once you start taking it, you've got to keep taking it. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, you can't really just take one or two to get you through the night and then carry on because the next time you go higher, you'll be worse off. Right. Um, so once you start taking it, it's important to keep taking it until you at least go up and then back down to the point where you started again. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Amy Feekston with some good advice there. Uh, an NHS GP can't prescribe Diamox, as she found out yesterday. Mm. It has to be a private prescription or buy it online as long as it's by, uh, approved by a quality care commission. Mm. Interesting. I wonder why they can't prescribe it then. I wonder if it's because it's not, it wasn't, it's not its intended use. Yeah. It's for glycoma and epilepsy, I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh, and Dave Remington says avoid Larian. I think that's a slightly older anti-malarial drug ah, that, okay. that can cause like massive psychosis. Yeah. Like you've heard, um, I think it's they gave it they give it to pregnant women. I might be wrong, but I think if you're pregnant and you take Larian, it's safer for the baby. Than other ones. Ah, okay. I'm going to stop there because I'm not 100% yeah, sure. It could, just... <laughs> it, it, it could be the other way around that they don't give it to them and someone's going to hear this and be like totally safe. Either way. You're not a doctor. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. And, um, but I think Larian can cause like quite PTSD and all sorts of issues, I think. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, so meds and stuff like that, really important for Kili. Yeah. I don't think of anything else that's really important for Kilimanjaro that I took with me. I didn't power banks are really important. Yes, I have had a look at that as well. Looked into it. Yeah. Um, trying to think what I looked at now as well. Little yeah. Mm -hmm. Should have put your list with you. We could have checked it through. Yeah. We could have checked it through. 
Um, yeah, everyone's talking about Larry and hideous side effects, all sorts of badness. Um, uh, Amy, you can't get altitude sickness in the UK, so the NHS can't oh, prescribe right. for this That's use. Right. Oh, amazing. I mean, it seems weird that they wouldn't prescribe it to you even if you were going away to a place where you could get altitude sickness because yeah. you know we also don't get a lot of other diseases that we have to be vaccinated for yeah. like yellow fever perhaps but yet they'll still give us that anyway who knows perhaps it's expensive and not seen as a priority which i completely understand i guess um and i guess also it's not something you can bring back with you you know that would well, be yeah. that would be my issue you know you, you can't bring altitude sickness back no. and spread it around mm -hmm. so it's not really in their interest to, hide, to like, yeah, vaccinate you for it vaccinate you for altitude sickness that'd be amazing um yeah so i'm trying to think of other important things on kilimanjaro that are kind of good to know i think food wise they've got we provide like really really good food so there's good, yeah yeah, good. yeah uh, water is a good one so stuart taylor has said would you recommend taking water purification tabs for Killy, or is it supplied by the team safe so it is provided by the team so you don't have to bring any water purification tablets I'll be honest with you, normally I've always got a pack in my bag anyway, um, just because of any type of emergency. It's not going to really happen on Kilimanjaro or any of our trips where you're guided and you've got support. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we'll, they'll provide it all for you. It's all um, completely safe. Um, yeah, so no need to involve water or purification tablets or anything like that. Uh, Jerome's got a good thing as well here is uh, get used to carrying a rucksack with some weight in it before you go just to get the right adjustment. Yeah. You got you got a hiking rucksack. Yeah, I bought um before the training began last year. I bought is it Oscar Tempest 20? Yeah. Um and I obviously used it on the training weekend and I've used it a couple of times. But yeah, I do need to 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 do that now, have a little go at um different hikes with the with some stuff in the bag, I've got my bladder as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a few things, but I, I do need to just get out now and <laughs> start actually picking up the yeah. important things like boots. Um, but yeah, that's important. Have you not got boots? No. Yeah, we'll look at we'll look into that. <laughs> yeah, so you definitely need trekking boots, things like trousers yeah. or like lots of girls might trek in sort of leggings and stuff yeah. like that as well. Um, I've got some boots, but I'd like to buy some. Yeah, I think for Kilimanjaro as well, it's important to get some sort of. You don't want to get like summer summer lightweight boots because mm -hmm. it can be quite cold on the top. Yeah, yeah. So something like a leather boot or something like that is really good. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be. You know, there are other sort of non-leather options that you can have that are sort of mid-range boots. Yeah. Um, I wore super lightweight ones on to Chuka, mm -hmm. and it was really cold, and my feet were about as cold as I could handle before not continuing on yeah so i just think killy probably won't be that yeah. cold because that was unusual circumstances but at the same time i think definitely going to want something to sort of keep you warmish yeah um good soft pants brass i've got the merino socks yeah yeah, yeah. and i've got yeah i've got some things like that i think i'm sorted in that area yeah, yeah. awesome sunscreen I'll have to get that close. Well, sunglasses. Have got some, but sunglasses is a big one, actually. That's yeah. on my list. Super important. I think I've seen, again, Jerome, I think, saying about, I think you may have mentioned it in the group to somebody about the Category D yeah. sunglasses. So, yeah, um, I'm definitely going to have a look into that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, I also think 
a good hat. Yeah. Definitely going to need that. We've covered earplugs. Mm -hmm. These are all like the little important things that keep you going. Yeah. Another thing that a lot of people use is like um, energy gels and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so. um, and snacks. Super important on Kilimanjaro because yeah. there's not many stalls like there is on, you know, like not I mean tea houses and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I use I do use some gels and some energy bars um when with my running, um especially for like longer distances. So I like the what they called cliff bars. Yeah, the cliff bars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the gels as well. Like I can't remember for the like. Is it now. like the, the they do these SIS sciences? No, they all taste sort of. Licorice, yeah, and I, I really don't like the taste. Um, but there's there are some really nice ones as well. I can't, I can't remember now, yeah, like, but yeah, that's fair. I mean, I can't have the gels, they always make me feel a bit sick. They, you've got to try them out definitely yeah. because they can really be like affect your stomach as well. So. Yeah, some people absolutely love them and yeah, swear by them, yeah. Um, and I think in a, in a jam, mm -hmm. they are really good. I remember um, when I was doing EDC with my old man. And on the last day, he was severely lagging in yeah. energy. And um, in, found in my bag, I had like a couple of these sachets and yeah. he had them. And he's convinced that when he had nothing left in the tank, just having those like gels mm. gave him just enough to kind of keep going. Do you think it's a placebo or do you think it was the gel? Um, to be honest, I don't know. I'm not, I, you know, I would say, give the gels that credit, I would say they probably <laughs> did do something. I always um, think that when I'm running, like during the marathon, I'd take a gel and then instantly feel like loads better. And then I was like, oh, it's just in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably good. it's probably a combination of both, isn't it? Like you've yeah. got you maybe you feel a little bit better, and then you think, oh god, that's amazing! I yeah. can't believe this worked. <laughs> um, Eric, uh, lip balm, Killy roasted his lips. Mm, yeah, yeah, super important. Um, I take a lip balm every with me, especially in the sun. Yeah, you see, I I never really get like lip burn and stuff like yeah. that but what i do get particularly like you know on some of the the flatter days yeah um killy's really dusty so it's the dust and the wind yeah. that kind of just like peel my lips back um marky v good one nail clippers always important i think anytime you're doing a trip that's approaching sort of like 10 days or mm -hmm. something like that um particularly for the downs i've seen loads of people lose nails and stuff from walking down and stuff like that yeah. One thing that's really helped with that as well, I think, is when you get your boots, like wear them, do enough tests that you're going up, down, and yeah. you're wearing them for some long days. When you're going down, I had it in a pair of boots I had before where my foot would slide and like touch the end. And um, I swapped the insoles out for the Super Feet Trailblazer insole, and that stopped happening. Like immediately, my foot just stopped sliding. Yeah. Um, what's really good about them as well is when your foot is sliding over the top of your, your um, you know, the, the insole, you'll get hot spots, you get blisters and stuff like that. Um, a really good one then is um, if you, that does start happening, it's a zinc oxide tape. Right. I think a lot of runners use this, mm -hmm. where you just strap that over like your hot spots and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and it'll really reduce the uh, like blisters and help and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, have you got any training hikes and stuff like that lined up, or is this something you and Zach got to kind of like get, get something in the diary? Yeah, we actually, as I said earlier, I didn't realize how close it was, and then I was like, oh, it is a few months away. But, um, yeah, we I'm, I'm away for a few days now, but we did mention quite soon going out 
for um, a few hikes on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll get that night hike booked in as well. Yeah. At some point. But um, yeah, we can just do a regular thing, can't we? Yeah, 100%. I think three months before any trip is a good time to start like doing some sort of intensive training. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems to be like th it takes me about three months to kind of get a noticeable difference in yeah. fitness. Mm -hmm. Anything less than three months, and I think I've undertrained anything over. Like, I'm not saying you don't have to start to three months, but I think if you start like quite intensive training, like nine months before an event, mm -hmm. the risk of like overtraining, getting strains, injuries, and fatigue is quite high. Yeah. So that you're in that sweet spot now where the three month period i think is is yeah. really good i think fitness wise you've got it covered anyway but then it's about the experiences yeah so the night hike's really important i think for if you're going to do killy yeah yeah um like jerome said doing some longer days with a heavier pack makes a big difference as well mm -hmm. um awesome and guys if you have any questions for me jody or anything you want to share don't hesitate to drop us a message um anthony christian said try mountain fuel they do some good products, energy gels, flapjacks, nighttime recovery hot chocolate. Mm, sounds good. I'm That's a hot a, chocolate now. That is amazing, <laughs> yeah. Um, and breakfast, ready breakfast with water additives, etc. Mountain fuel. I'm going to check them out because they're yeah. good. I'm going to write that down. Make a note, Joe. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Sophie Hurst has said, uh, peanut cliff bars are so yummy. Mine don't even make it to Nepal, most of them. Yeah. Uh, we're very lucky to have a partnership with um, with Cliff as well. So we get, um, yeah, I think I've eaten more Cliff bars in the last six mm -hmm. months because there's a big box of them out there. So every <laughs> time I get a bit hungry, I just go and grab them. Um, <laughs> What's your favourite? What, my favourite energy bar? Mm -hmm. Mars bar? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not a huge fan, I'll be honest with you, of like protein bars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, my favourite, actually, there is some. There's a bar called Trek. Mm, I think I've had one, yeah. Yeah, and I think they're maybe like, they're really good because they're good for like vegans and, and gluten-free yeah. perhaps. But they're called Trek bars. They're really nice. I, and I'm not like, I don't have any dietary requirements at all. I'll eat anything. But one time someone gave me one, it was like a mixed berry one. Yeah. I think it was mixed berry or red berry. Anyway, it was a berry Trek bar. <laughs> Beautiful. So if I am going to bring one, I'll bring one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, flapjacks as well. They're really mm. good. They're, honestly, they're, they're amazing. Highly recommend Trek. Um, other than Cliff as well, I probably, yeah, it's just Mars bars and things. Yeah. Like, um, do they go funny on the track? Nah. No. They might get a bit cold if it's really cold, but that's okay. It was funny because I did um, winter training, and the guy that was doing the winter training with us was drinking like hot squash mm. and I Mars love, bars. I love a hot squash. Love a hot squash. Do you know what's great about hot squash? Is that when it goes cold, you haven't got cold tea or coffee in your flask, mm. you've got squash. <laughs> it's great. Squash. So, yeah, hot squash is good. But, um, yeah, when I was doing it, the guy told me, you know, he was eating like a white bread jam sandwich and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, do you not like, have like gels or like the flapjacks or the energy bars and stuff? And he was like, oh. Yeah, jam bagels are the ones yeah. that we're running as well. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. He literally says that like the most important food that you can eat on the mountain is stuff that you will actually eat yeah, and enjoy. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the time mindset plays a big thing yeah, into it definitely. and if I get grumpy or annoyed it's almost always because I haven't eaten properly yeah and having something that yeah and something that like lifts your mood massive yeah 
you know, so, um, yeah, but the Trek ones are really good. Um, Jerome is saying, take sachets of your favourite porridge. Tanzanian porridge looks and tastes like wallpaper paste. <laughs> He's got a good point. Yeah. I will say that our guys um, provided a mixture of both, like, proper Scottish porridge mm -hmm. and their local porridge, which yeah. I think is banana porridge. That stuff I couldn't eat. Mm. It's too weird. But it didn't taste like banana. It's mm. different. Where the normal porridge is delicious. It's just like porridge. Yeah. You know, and then we all, you know, you get provided like teas, coffees, um, tons and tons of stuff like chicken yeah. and chips and so on, all the sort of normal stuff. Yeah. Now, a lot of people do say like, oh, you know, what, what a bit more the local stuff. Now, there's loads of opportunity to eat that. But on the mountain, the guides and their experience know they're giving people food they're familiar with. Yeah. Means they're more likely to eat it. Yeah. Um, Amy Keekson says, I love Trek bars. Raspberry Trek bars are lovely. That might be it, you know. Mm. Also, caramel peanut butter, lemon, and dark chocolate flavors available in all good supermarkets. <laughs> I have a funny feeling that Amy works for Trek bars <laughs> because, um, yeah, that is that is amazing. <laughs> um, Sophie Hurst has asked, Do we not eat vegetarian on Killy? Uh, no, uh, well, unless you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I see what you mean with Nepal and stuff like that. We recommend a vegetarian diet. That's because um, a lot of the places that actually cook the food on, on Nepal, um, you know, they don't use like gas ovens and things like that. It's all cooked at high altitude using materials like they got these the yakku things that they burn and it doesn't burn very well. So stuff tends to not get cooked very well. Also, these tea houses are permanent fixtures. So all the food is left there and it's stored there. Power outages mean they're not always kept refrigerated or frozen. Um, so then that can have problems. With Killy, we bring everything with us for the time that we need. And it's all sort of either like pre-cooked um, or cooked on site using gas and things like that. So it's all completely safe. Um, yeah, amazing. Um, Snacksidents. What's a snacksident? Do you reckon? Is that when you bought you when you bought something and it's like really really terrible? No, I would say it's. I don't know actually. Is it more that you know you shouldn't be in the snack? It's a, a snacksident. Potentially, yeah, yeah. I like it anyway. A snacksident. <laughs> um, Sophie said that's awesome. She missed the protein. Yeah, no. I so I honestly with Nepal, I've started taking like sachets of beef jerky and stuff like that with me just so I can get protein yeah. and and eat some meat and stuff like that. Like. Some people don't like beef jerky, but you know, they're just hard. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, so awesome. Let's have a good look here. So, Anthony Christian says, Mountain Fuel. Oh, so he's provided the link. Oh, yeah. I got this pack before my ultra across the Lake District. He's done an ultra. Didn't you do an ultra? I, I've never done an ultra, no. Do you reckon you're going to? Mm. See, this is the thing. When I started, that's all I wanted to do was run a 5K. Mm. Okay. And then I was like, 10k and then i was like i'd never do a marathon never yeah. in a million years and then all of a sudden it was half then i was booked in for a marathon and now i'm like no still no at the minute but i'm not gonna say never it'll probably happen shall i tell everyone that you're gonna do the everest marathon next that's, year that's, that's not it <laughs> that's the thing you and your friend from the running club are gonna do the everest marathon maybe i said maybe i've already spoke to the team about it yeah so it's going to happen. So yeah, anyone wants to do the Everest Marathon next year? <laughs> twenty twenty five. Is it twenty twenty five? Yeah, Everest Marathon twenty twenty five. Yeah, let's get a group together. Yeah. Let's get a team together. You can lead it. 
I can't wait. Yeah. You can lead them. Awesome. <laughs> Um, I've noticed a question here from um, Richard Johnson. What about a balaclava for summit night? I'm generally a warm person, but worried, um, but wondering what my thoughts are. I'm not entirely sure balaclava is needed. You've got your vests, haven't you, to put it up if you need yeah. to, or your hat. Yeah. I guess if you if you prefer balaclava. I guess so, yeah. I don't think if... if you're a cold person and you really suffer with the cold then i think a balaclava is important yeah but honestly i've never used one on any of the treks that i've been on mm. because once you've got the your buff your beanie um and stuff like that i've never really noticed the need for it uh stuart taylor's gonna join you, he's you? gonna join you <laughs> yeah so anthony christian said highly recommend the lap windermere the views are breathtaking so yeah so weirdly, you've now signed up for the Lake yeah. District Ultra. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing all sorts. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm supposed to be doing Snowden Marathon after Kilimanjaro. Hey, yeah. So yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. That should be good then. You know, you'd have trained at altitude. Yeah. 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 We'll see. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You've been you <laughs> very busy October. I've got the Cardiff Half, Kilimanjaro, and then Snowden Marathon. You're doing the Cardiff Half beforehand. Before. I used to assume before. That's at the beginning. Oh yeah. Kings in the middle. Yeah. And then. Um, That's hell of an October. I know. Yeah. You're gonna enjoy Christmas. I'm gonna yeah. You're gonna have Christmas off. Out then, yeah. Yeah, have it totally off. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Are you gonna take Zach with you as well? The marathon. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll sign him up. If Zach... I'm signing up for Everest, he can sign up for the Snowden Marathon, surely. Easy, okay. easy work. Yeah. But yeah, no, it'd be amazing. I, I tell you, I'm excited. I really want to go there with you. I'll do the track with you, but I'll be walking back. I think we can get you, you know, you'll get in the gym, do a bit of running, and then we can get you doing it as well. I don't think that's that midlife crisis part, yeah, where you, you need to do a marathon. That passed. <laughs> that passed. I mean, my issue is the knee. I did like running. I've said it before that I loved running. You have everything. When I was able to run 5k and 10k, that was my favourite. Mm. I never got bored. Yeah, it was really fun. I don't think I've ever been as fit as I was mm. as long, as when I could consistently do that. It only took half an hour to run 5k, so you could get one a day easy. Yeah, but then now I don't know. I'm heavier. The knee doesn't work, and it's so miserable to start again. Like when I first started, I didn't know what it felt like to mm. be able to run. So the misery was all I was used to. Yeah. Now when I try, I remembered what I used to be like when I could run well. Yeah. And I'm back in the misery again. Just do a couple of park runs or something. Just get back into it slowly. People walk the park runs as well. You don't have to full on run them. Yeah. For now. And then just slowly just what were they? Five k's. Five k's. They do them all over the place. You can do different ones. I'd love to try a five k again. Mm. The thing is, I think I could do it. I'd just be very, very slow. It's and it would and it would seem like really difficult. The speed is something that I always tell people this, you know, and I understand mm -hmm. and I really do empathize with people when they message in and they worry about how slow they yeah. walk. And I always tell them that it doesn't matter how slow you walk, you can just go and enjoy yourself. And then when we talk about things like running or riding a bike, yeah. and I tell people, oh, I don't know if I should go, man, I'll just hold people up. And they go, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, this is how it feels. Mm -hmm. The disbelief like i hear you telling me it doesn't matter it but, doesn't it, matter. but it doesn't matter no the people people do walk it completely walk all the whole thing so yeah it's not you know it's more of a social event again you said that you wanted to do social things so yeah yeah i think that does help mm 
like going to having someone to go to the gym with yeah having someone to ride a bike with it always makes it a lot easier yeah to get up and actually do it but yeah no i've um okay i might do it yeah we'll go we'll go together if you want it feels yeah i didn't expect you to say that now i'm like <laughs> now i'm like being forced to commit to yeah <laughs> awesome talking about trip prep and training as well um one thing we should mention is that we do still have spaces on the training weekends yeah. which i think are in august and october uh -huh. um so yeah if you do want to come and join and you want to learn anything and everything you need to know about the trip you want to go on the trip you're booked on um then honestly there's such a such a good opportunity to do it um we spend a couple of days in and around the Brecon beacons being led by a professional team of mountain guides um and we can talk about all things that you need you know to know about so basically everything we talked about today and more and you get to go hiking and you go for a nepalese meal and have a few beers so yeah maybe vicky can drop um drop us a little message um in there as well it'd be awesome and yeah don't forget as well scroll back to the beginning and you can enter the competition um is it a week today mm -hmm. awesome yeah so we'll be announcing the winner on the tuesday tune in a week from today um laura collins has said bouldering is so much fun and amazing for building core strength and overall muscle strength plus the social side of it as well mm -hmm. yeah i've done bouldering or rock climbing yeah. i've had a little goal um, yeah. yeah, a while ago now, but yeah, I'm, I'd be up for trying it again. Yeah. We should, we should do a little social, maybe. That's what we should do, like a climbing day or something yeah. like that. I would love to get more into it and stuff like that, because I think it's, um, yeah, the climbing stuff, but any climb I've ever met, who's like been doing it a long time, mm -hmm. is seriously strong and seriously like fit and powerful. Yeah. So it would be great to do that. But I don't know, I've, I've always been more drawn to like, using gravity as my friend and not my enemy you know so like downhill mountain biking gravity is like your friend yeah um but when you're bouldering and climbing like you're trying to fight against gravity and it's uh it's not always that easy yeah that's no, really it was it was good I, I have only been once but it was really good when i when i tried before you do get to a point well i did get to a point where i got a little bit higher than i thought i could and then i was like i'm stuck yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. Is, this is me now yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah awesome anthony said he lives to climb rock climbing is his passion that's um yeah you know what it's funny like i've got a friend um who goes rock climbing and i think i'm maybe the equivalent to him but with like hiking and biking mm -hmm. because i can't really engage in a conversation with him for more than a few minutes before he talks about rock climbing like me with running, yeah yeah exactly yeah and then anytime <laughs> you go anywhere with him you know if we're driving he'll be like oh climb that more. Um, or I'd be like, oh, that looks a decline. Can we pull over a second, have a look at it? It's it's literally like that angle. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, but awesome, yeah, guys. Hopefully, you found today to be a little bit helpful. I think it's really good to get people on you who are due to go on a trip. Um, any, and I get to do this sooner. Any final thoughts? Oh. <laughs> this is it. You never know it's coming, and Andy gets gets me every time. Um, no, I haven't got anything that. Yes. Yeah as profound as you usually say but um um I think i'm just i'm just really excited now i have to get started with my training up in the training a bit um getting the gear together yeah and um, yeah i'm hoping to join you on one of the 
the training weekend as well, the August one. August one, yeah, height of summer, so bring yeah, your so, waterproofs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, awesome, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. I mean, honestly, there's, there's things that I, I never even really think about, like one of the things you said then earlier about when you start in training, so when you've not done anything and you're in perhaps unfit mm -hmm. and you don't leave the house, just having that, taking that leap of courage and joining something like a club or an association that does a sport that you're interested in. Yeah, they're so friendly as well. You think that everyone's sort of like athletes and you can't join because of that, but yeah. everyone, you know, they want people to join and they, this, they're so helpful. Yeah, because that's what I've always worried about is like I see the running clubs on the side of the road and they're all prepped, they all seem to know each other. Mm -hmm. And I'd always be a bit like walking up on day one, like, you. <laughs> but I'm sure it's like really nice. Yeah, and actually, I think that's today's top tip. I think that if you do want to sort of start the physical preparation for a trip, you know, join in some form of association or club mm -hmm. or hiking group or running club or cycling group, whatever it yeah. is, I think can really set you on the right track. Awesome. Nice one. Well, guys, thank you very much. Um, we'll see you next week where we're going to announce the winner of the competition. Always exciting. Um, yeah. Until then, what did, what did Jerry Spring used to say? Take care of yourselves <laughs> and each other. Bye.